Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That wake up guy was trouble. Yo, get out of bed. What are you doing? You're late. You're late. You're late. I'm wide awake. Come on, everybody. Wake up. Rise and shine. Wake me up. Wake sleepyhead. It's time to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Before you go, go. Wake up. This is my wake-up show. Now waking you up from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Well, welcome everybody to the Bob and Sherry show. We're all here except for Sherry, who hopefully will be with us a little bit later on. Her husband, Kevin, is having some uh, surgery today. It's a minor uh, procedure, and he's not going to be staying overnight in the hospital, but uh, still need, you have to have somebody with you. And uh, if you're going under the knife, who better than the sweet and kindly <laughs> Sherry Lynch <laughs> of the Bob and Sherry show. Patient. The very patient. Sherry. Patient. Very patient Sherry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking about that. And she takes care of so many people and so many things, including people on this show, uh, mostly me. She, she does that so well. And yet, do you see her as Florence Nightingale? I mean, it, 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 is she going to be up there with the chicken soup and all of that, uh, taking care of him? Oh, I mean, <laughs> maybe insurance will send somebody to the house. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a good she's a good cook. She buys no, what he wants. I, I think. She, listen, I think actually, she takes care she'd be of him. Yeah, yeah, she takes real. Yeah. Listen, listen. I don't know that he gets to see that uh, uh, exterior that we see from time to time. I think she's just as sweet as she can be at the house. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't. What What Lamar is referring to is occasionally in our uh, great radio business, something goes wrong, and yes. it could be technical, <laughs> or it could be business wise, or I I don't know what it is. It very, very seldom do things go really wrong on this show where you just lose your mind, unless it's something technical. technical. And not just because, you know, we do remote uh, broadcasts now, but even when we were in, you know, an old fashioned studio, stuff would just break down. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're scrambling to figure out how to get on the air and all of that. And she, over the years, she's become very technically oriented. And so she takes a lot of that on. 
Um, and then there's always some crazy crap going on with, with the show, you know, business wise. And so she once in a while will ju just lose it and, uh, you know, <laughs> just get very upset over the whole thing. It's but never because of frustration with one of us. It's never oh, because no. of that. No. Oh, no, no, no. Because we're flawless. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But, I, you know, I, I do think I was kidding because uh, he does not see that side of her because she's, you know, in a studio. Uh, Kevin, I'm referring to. Um, I think that she's probably very sweet to him. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Lord, yes, I'm yeah. sure. Look what yes. she does for those girls. I mean, she's yeah. a really, <clears throat> really great mother. And she's a good cook, as I mentioned. God, she's a great, great cook. So. There is yeah. that time that he hurt his back and was laying in the driveway, and it seemed like he had to lay there for hours before anything was done, though. I don't know if you recall <laughs> that, but I certainly oh, do. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she said that he preferred it. Lying on the uh, concrete <laughs> in the garage. Well, now, you know, they may be something to that because if that back goes just right, the last thing you want to do is move. Just yeah. leave right. me alone. Yeah, just yeah. don't. And you, you, you know, Max, a firm Max, mattress. I think you can attest to this. You yes, can I can. This, yeah. As a as a veteran of three spinal surgeries, yes, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, and a good listen. a good firm a good firm bed is good. Sometimes, yeah, when there you, you have, go. Uh, and there's nothing firmer than cement. So. uh <laughs> Hey, a few a few years ago, it's been it's been quite a while, but I, I, I pulled my back just really bad at work. And so I went to the doctor and and uh they you know, they said, Here, take some ibuprofen and do some exercises. But I was dying. So I got in the car and I called the lady that does my massages and I and I said, Look, I've hurt my back. She says, Come on, I don't have anybody. So I go out there and so she puts me on the table and real I mean, she just goes at it. I mean Mm -hmm. Very easy, but I mean deep, deep, you know. And she said, now look, she said, I'm going to wake up a lot of stuff. And she said, it may feel worse before it feels better. So when she got through, she said, go ahead and get dressed. I got, I, it was all I could do to get off the table. It was all I could oh, do no. to put my really? pants back on. I go through mm -hmm. the office, and as I walk out the front door, I made it down the second step, and I just went to my knees. I was on my hands and knees crawling to my uh, car and she come out and she said, I did say it was going to get worse before it gets better. So she had to help me up to get to the car. So when I got home, I pulled up on the grass and got as close to the steps as I could get. And, and nobody was home. I crawled right. into the house. Listen, now the next day, the next day I was a whole lot better, but man, right. she had some muscles. There was some twitching going on. Like, oh man. Hey, it's Lamar, tough. It's tough Lamar, can, can you imagine that the next guy's getting out of his car to get the massage? <laughs> It's a bad maybe that's why she maybe that's why she hurried up to help me to get to the car so nobody right. else could see me. And there's a guy there's a guy crawling out of a masseuse on his, on his hands and knees. This is either going to be real good or real bad, one or the other. All right, we got a lot coming your way here on the Bob and Sherry Show, so stay right there. Morons in the news, and Lamar has something for us in just a moment, too. It's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry Show, we know it's that time of year when you're probably saying, Can you believe this, Bill? Believe it. Tell us about it. Can you believe it? And we'll pay four lucky listeners' bills off up to $500 each. Hell yeah. We'll help you burn that bill. Burn 
earn that bill. Register at BobandSherry.com on the contest tab where it says, Can you believe this bill? And we'll burn it. Burn it. From Bob and Sherry. Hell yeah. Let's go. She's done it again. Sherry Lynch named one of the most influential women in radio. It's Bob and Sherry. Sherry. Okay, Mr. Kevin, Sherry's husband, is having a minor surgery today. It's a minor procedure. He's not even going to stay overnight in the hospital, but he has to have uh, Sherry with him. So she will hopefully be making it in a little bit later on. But we're going to continue right now. And thank you for joining us. Lamar wanted to bring something up. What was it, Lamar? Well, I ran across an article about procrastination. Anytime I see an article about procrastination, I'm I'm pulled towards it because I'm hoping it's going to say how good it is for you. I've yet to find that article, but I'm looking, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. um, it says it says that according to new data that we spend 15 hours a, a week procrastinating. Hmm. I, I, sometimes I spend 15 hours a day trying to put something off. I mean, I'm terrible about putting stuff off. I don't see and, you as that person uh, at all. No, I mean, you I ran am. the Budweiser, you know, warehouse yeah, and all yeah, of that. That was yeah. a big job, right? Yeah. No, it's a big job, but I, I don't know. <clears throat> it's just I don't look forward to doing different things, and I hate it. And, I, you know, my, my deal is my deal is if I've got to do something, like when I would get home from work and I got to do something out in the yard, I come in. And I said, okay, I'm gonna fix me a cup of coffee. I'm gonna sit down for just a second, get my, you know, just gather my stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. I flip mm-hmm. on the TV, and next thing you know, I'm binging something. <laughs> <laughs> and Carla and comes, not- my wife Carla comes to and she says, Are you not supposed to be outside cutting the grass? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm gathering myself. She said, Well, you've been gathering yourself for an hour and a half. I said, Well, there's a lot going on. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, I know what you mean. Gathering myself. I've been gathering myself to clean out the garage for oh. I think about six months now. Honest to God. Oh. Mary this was this was out of her money. The garage, you know, we, we bought this house. It was built in the 70s, so it needed a lot of stuff. And the garage floor was terrible. So I didn't even know. She hired these guys to come over and they put like this coating on top of the cement oh, in the yeah. garage. Yeah. Looks Have good you seen that, that stuff? Oh man, it yeah, looks like beautiful. a ballroom. It looks yeah. beautiful. But then I yeah. start parking my car in there. She doesn't like to use a garage. She likes it right in the car, right? She she would drive her car into the living room if she possibly could <laughs> and then get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, stuff, when you drive your car in, you're going to be pulling on your tires some stuff. And there are stains. And, yes. and she can't, she never goes into the garage, you know, except to drop garbage that I take out. But she looks at those stains every time she goes in there. When mm. you're going to do that? When you go, and I don't know, man. I, I, my excuse to her it's is, a garage. I got to be in the mood. I got to be in a garage cleaning <laughs> mood. And, and she would ask me, "Is it coming? Is the garage cleaning mood coming today?" No, I don't think it is, Mary. That's a hard one. It's a hard one to come yeah. up with. I got the same situation. I mean, you know, it's just, and, and honestly, every time I go out to do something in the garage, it, it is that old saying, rearranging uh, deck chairs on the Titanic. I mean, I'm moving I stuff know. from the one side yeah. to the other, but you right. got to get rid of some stuff. And that, that's our problem. You do. And it, yeah. Uh, one of the things in the article mentioned that 30% of us are very procrastinating about breaking up with somebody. That oh, people will wow. put that off 
over yeah. and over and over. I mean, well, I, I mean, it's one thing to clean a floor go, in a garage. This is not working. Yeah. 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 It's a hard, th- it's one of the hardest things that I've ever done. And uh, usually they leave me, but I, I've broken up with somebody a couple of times and ugh, I, I get no, sick to terrible. my stomach just, no, just yeah. thinking about it. You're right. You have to throw away stuff. I don't know why I'm saving shingles from the previous owners, you know? I mean, what if you these throw them sh- away and you need they, them? <laughs> I know that that's the thing. I mean, I don't even know if they match because we had the roof redone. But the idea of throwing away shingles or, or extra uh, wood, if, if you redid a floor, I've got extra wood and, and old shingles there. I know they should go, yeah. but it's just hard to throw them away because they're useful. Here, here's the top five that people struggle with. Cleaning, right. home maintenance, uh, exercising, working out, making a doctor's appointment, answering yeah. emails, or mm-hmm. starting a diet. Oh, oh, yeah, those are yeah. all tough. Let's get rid of those. All right, straight ahead. Morons in the News is coming your way. This is Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Every Plate. Skip the grocery store and save money with Every Plate. Are you ready? We never seem to run out. You're both morons. Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Da, da, da. We're going to go to Georgetown, South Carolina for our moron in the news today. A uh-huh. deputy in Georgetown County was forced uh-huh. to use a taser on his own canine on and this afternoon. According uh-huh. to the Georgetown County Sheriff's Office, a deputy responded to the scene of a reported burglary. A cow near the scene distracted the dog which led to the dog biting the cow. And to do es- to de-escalate the situation, the deputy tased the dog. The cow no. was spooked, and it struck the deputy and the property owner, resulting in minor injuries. And it ended up with a dish ran away with a spoon, according to police. <laughs> you, you get the dish, yeah, right? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. You get that yeah, dish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff's office said the burglary proved to be unfounded. So he comes out for nothing, and the next thing you know, you've got dogs biting cows and cows kicking people and people tasting. Yeah, it was not a good day. Please tell me the dog's okay. Day. The dog's okay, right? He's fine, perfectly fine. Everybody's good. Everybody's Yeah, happy. all right. All right, that's good. All right, listen to this. This is about an airline, something that happened on an airline, and I know the story y'all are thinking about, and I want to address that story with that door, Alaska Airlines, a little bit later on. But this is one you probably haven't heard about. A JetBlue flight was diverted due to the devil being on board. A JetBlue flight bound from Fort Lauderdale to Boston had to make an unplanned stop in Orlando because of a disturbance by a passenger who stood up and claimed to be the devil. Passengers say the man was making threats and he took a punch at the woman he boarded with. A flight attendant saw that, came down, grabbed her, and put her in a bathroom so that she would be safe away from this devil idiot. The man began hitting the bathroom door to get to her. The unruly passenger was taken into custody in Orlando, and the other uh, passengers had to exit the plane in another doorway and then wait for a new flight crew. It cost them all five hours because this guy was ticked off at whoever the woman was and stood up and said, I am the devil. I don't know what he was on, if anything, 
But that's these days, especially the last thing you need to hear is I am the devil as you're flying <laughs> at at 30,000 hey. feet in the air. All they had to do was say, I don't believe in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. All right. You got the moron of the day, Lamar? I do have the moron of the day. Uh, Dallas on American Airlines, a flight attendant told the FBI that another passenger was complaining that this man named Fagiana was violently kicking their seat. So the flight attendant said when he asked Fagiana to stop, the man swore at him, punched Hmm. him in the stomach, and then stood up and hit him three more times. Uh, the attendant and other passengers subdued the man and put flex cuffs on him until they were able to land in Amarillo. An FBI agent said in an affidavit that while officers were putting steel cuffs on Fagiana, he spit at the officers oh, and he kicked oh, one. They put oh, a spitting mask on his face. The agent wrote that Fagiana said he didn't remember anything about the flight, but he admitted that he had drunk some Captain Morgans at the bar before the flight. <laughs> You know, you'd think someone that drunk would have a hard time fighting with their left leg up in that captain pose, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I, I know, just think that I would know. be hard. It's, it's not clear whether Fajana has a lawyer or not, but he better get one because he's locked up and don't know when he's getting out. You you are going to, with a spit mask, and I didn't know there was such a thing. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you look like Hannibal Lecter a little yes. bit to all the other passengers? Yes. Really, just hey, completely man, flying crazy. on an airplane today. They, you just don't know. They had to put a spit mask on that guy that attacked the judge. You remember that last week with the yes. guy attacked the judge? Oh, yeah. So, 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 right. so they put up a spit mask on him and then shackled him up. He had to face the judge again because he was never sentenced. It never <laughs> took place. So he had to face the same woman that he was having sentence on him after he had attacked her the previous week. Do, do you know whether or not he they made him have the spit mask the second oh, time? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they had yeah. a spit mask on him. Yeah. Sure, they, oh, yeah. they had him. They had him shackled. I mean, he was nothing. He was wasn't g- moving. Uh uh-uh. uh. Sure. Now he has to face another judge for the charges of charging that judge. Wow, we're running out of spit masks here. And by the way, that's a very good name for a uh, a rock and roll band, right? Spit a heavy mask? metal band. Spit mask. spit mask. That's a great name. All right, very good. That's the moron of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Find out more about that. See more about that by uh, going to bobandsherry.com. Straight ahead, we got a lot more coming your way. If you're just tuning in, Sherry is taking care of her husband, Kevin, who's having a minor surgery this morning. It's always in the morning, isn't it? She'll be back with us a little bit later on. This is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Can we talk about lasagna for just a moment here? Mary has a friend, and uh, speaking of Kevin uh, going in for a surgical procedure, her this friend's husband went in too, and it was fairly serious. They operated on, on him, and he was in the hospital for several days. So she called her up, and she said, would you like to have me make something? And her friend said, oh, you know, like everybody does, oh, you don't have to do anything. And Mary said, no, 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 I'm going to do it. Does he like... Does uh, Bill like lasagna? And she said he loves lasagna. So Mary said, oh, I'm going to make some lasagna. And then she said to me, so we're going to have lasagna. Uh, we've got like a red sauce lasagna I'm going to make for Bill and my friend. And then there's another lasagna with less red sauce that I'm going to make for us. I'm going to make it all. All right. <laughs> the, ha- the hamburger meat, it's just going to be two giant 
you know, things of uh, Pyrex dishes of lasagna. So I was really looking forward to that. And she delivered the first one down to their house and they were very appreciative. And then it was time to have dinner and we had the lasagna and it was really good. I would have liked the red sauce a little more, but anyway, it was very, very good lasagna and had a little salad with it. And, uh, but you know, two thirds of it is still left because it's lasagna and Mary doesn't eat a lot. So we put it in the refrigerator and I said, the next day I said, I'm going to have lasagna again for lunch. And I went in, do you know how much lasagna weighs? I mean, oh, you don't yeah. think about it because <laughs> yeah. it comes out of an oven and you're going over and you're cutting it. But when you're pulling two thirds of a lasagna Pyrex dish out of the refrigerator, <laughs> that thing, it, it's like a barbell and you're going to put it all in your stomach. It is it loses so... its weight when you chew it up. That's the way I think about it. <laughs> I, hope so. I had to use two arms to pull the darn thing out and then reheat it. But that is some good lasagna. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Okay, we're going to address right now some of the exciting things that have been happening in the world of aviation. Um, I will tell you right now, the next time I fly, if there is a next time, I am not going to undo that seatbelt for anything. That seatbelt is going to be, I, if I have to use the Amen. bathroom, I'm not, I'm not getting up. I'm going to, they're going to have to bring me like a cup or something. I'm not unfast. I'm going to bring Gorilla Tape on, and after I fasten the seatbelt, I'm going to tape myself with Gorilla Tape to the seat. Could you believe that door popping off the Alaska Airlines well, wait, flight wait, at 17,000 feet? That's not even a door. That's a plug. They plug that space for the emergency right. door if they don't right. need it. And so... It, for that just to go away is unbelievable. And I'm like you, when, when I fly, as soon as I, as soon as it levels off, that seatbelt's coming off. I'm taking that seatbelt off because I don't want to feel that seatbelt on me. Not no more, buddy. Not no, no more. I will no. put that thing on as soon as I get set down and I won't take it off until half the people are off the plane. Oh my God. It is, oh my God. It is so crazy. And I got the story behind the story with that plug. Well, it used to be a door, but then they called it a yeah. plug. And here's why. Yeah. Because on that particular airline, they wanted to put more seats in. They lengthened the plane. They lengthened the plane to get more of us in the plane. And so it became a plug and not a door. And then there was a story, and I didn't hear much about it. Maybe it's because of my paranoia with flying. But there was a story where two or three bolts were uh, unloosening on Well, they're on finding flights. them after they're, ch after they're checking all the other planes. Now they're finding right. bolts that are loose. Bolts. What gets me is they had the red light come on on this plane, I think, two to three times before this actually happened. And they said, ah, that light comes. It's sort of like your check engine light. Yeah, it comes on. Yeah, and, yeah. And they get yeah. somebody to check it. Nah, it's okay. It's okay. And then all of a sudden, and then, then they go ahead and say, well, I tell you what we're going to do. We're not going to let these planes go out over the water. 
This is the same plane that would be flying to Hawaii, but they top they to, stop these planes and they only have to fly over the ground. Let me go ahead and say, whether I fall out of there over the ground or over the water, it's not a good thing. It's, it's just not a good not thing. Good. They said it the reason they wouldn't good. let them go over water is it, as long as they're flying over land in America, they can find somewhere to land if something like that happens. But if you're over the water, it might be harder. Oh, I feel what? so much better now. How about fix I feel the plane? so much better. Just fix the plane so that the door don't come out. Oh, my gosh. Am, am I supposed to, when I get on the plane now, after going through security, am I supposed to uh, greet the uh, flight attendant? Hi, how are you? Let's see where my flight. Did you all tighten all the bolts? Before we oh, uh, take gosh. off here, oh, did you tighten gosh. the bolts? Holy oh. cow! I mean, it's it's scary enough, but that door thing—can you imagine? People's luggage. What about the kid that got his sucked shirt out, sucked off of him? His shirt got pulled, tore off of him. Oh, I didn't hear I that mean, one. What happened there? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was sitting. He was sitting in the, in the row where it was, and it, and I thought it was a small child. It wasn't. It was. He, he's like a teenager. It pulled his shirt off of his body. There's a picture of him sitting next to a lady. He moved seats because he didn't want to keep that seat. He moved over, and he's sitting there with no shirt on. I mean, he's sitting there. It ripped his shirt off. I, I can't imagine what that was like. I, I just cannot. think about oh, what it was God. like to look and see that just darkness out there. And that wind, people's pocketbooks were sucked out of there. Oh, I so can't believe the kid moved. Kids. Yeah, yeah, iPhones. I know it. You, you had that story about that, right, Lamar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, well, this is the good news. The iPhone fell sixteen thousand feet on the side of the road. A guy picks it up. It doesn't have any kind of lock on it. He hits the thing. It, the baggage claim came up for the airline ASA twelve eighty two. It had everything oh working. God. No problem. No problem. It fell sixteen thousand feet. Yes. Yes, still working. Listen, you don't think Apple's going to be putting this on a commercial? Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, you're right. But see, I'm not impressed that, that my iPhone amazing. can fall 16,000 feet and survive because I'm pretty sure my big butt can't fall 16,000 feet and survive. <laughs> okay. I'm just, no, that's right. I know that. So it's yeah. not going to help me that my, my no, iPhone can no, work. No, I know. That is just the nuttiest period in air travel I've ever seen. Oh, that's amazing that that phone still What functions. about the door falls in the back of that person's yard? What if somebody's standing out there? The door falls in your backyard. That's a big door or plug or whatever hey, you want to call it. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. That's pretty good little thing to put in your man cave. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you talk about that a conversation. Cool. Yeah, that's right. All right, Sherry Lynch, take care of her husband this morning. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I saw a thing on the internet, let's burn the millennials. And I went, all right, well, I have a couple of millennials in my life. I want to see what this is all about. And you know what I discovered? I discovered, even though I am not a millennial, I like some things that evidently are ticking off other people that millennials do. So let's start with this one. <laughs> People want to know why do millennials love gray houses so damn much? And it is true. Millennials love gray. There is a there is a color gray that I think is called relaxed gray or or something like that. Mary found it when I sold my condo. I said to the painter, 
what should I paint this? I want this condo to move. He said, millennials love gray. Paint the whole thing gray. You know what? I think it helped to sell the thing. Our house that we're in right now is in gray. So I got a little something going on with millennials. Now, you can go online and you'll see somebody's posted, gray is over. Don't put gray on the walls anymore. But millennials drove that. And I, I kind of was with them on that. Uh, next thing, a novelty donut. Millennials love a novelty donut. I don't know what a novelty donut is. Do you guys something know other novelty? than a straight up Krispy Kreme? Something that's got a bunch of stuff on top yeah, of it yeah. that you it oh, rubs yeah. your nose while you're trying to eat the donut. It's terrible. They're terrible. Okay. They're terrible. Okay. Exclamation marks. Millennials, according to Jace, love their exclamation marks. I have to admit, I do too. I like an exclamation mark. I, I do too. I use it too much. I use it too much. When I text, everything is like exclamation. It's like I'll text, I'm on my way home. Is it not exciting? I'm coming home. You know, that Yeah. I got to stop. I got to stop. I catch myself and then I say, oh, you're using too many exclamation points. And then I put a period and it makes it look like I don't care. Or yes. dead. And it's it like I'm being rude. Dead. Right. Yeah. If, if I put an exclamation point in a text, it brings life. And it, it means does. We're, we're alive and, and we're living life right. and we're loving life. And Carla, right. don't despair. I'm on my way home. Yeah. You know, give exactly. her hope. The exclamation yeah, right, point gives right, her yeah, She's hope. not despairing. She's not despairing. Right. But, but, you know, stay right. with the exclamation mark. Um, millennials, millennials love air fryers because uh, this person says because they are like easy bake ovens for adults. That's about mm. right when you come down mm. to it. But I you mean, can't put enough in there to eat. It's too small. Too, too are small. you kidding? An air fryer? Yeah. I love air fryers. Yeah. Well, I do, but so cook enough for me to eat. Yeah. Uh, millennials love the word adulting. Uh, I'm not, uh, I've been adulting since I was about, you know, 13. I'm sick so. of it. I'm sick, I'm sick of, of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly. Yes. That's what, those are the words that go around the word adulting. Yeah, I'm sick, sick of adulting. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the word badassery. I I've never heard anybody say that. I guess I'm. I don't see my girls. Uh, enough or hey, I like the word badass. I'm not yeah. sure about the adding the Y to it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm sure. but, it's all right. Um, Jug yeah. Biles says, "I wish I loved anything as much as millennials love day drinking." Millennials do like day. Drinking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for day drinking. I, I'm not either. I thought millennials were kind of like not drinking as much. That seemed to be what I was uh, hearing and reading in places. They're not drinking as much, but when they are drinking, they're drinking, they're drinking they're day, day drinking day. on a Saturday. Day drinking is such a waste of time because you get God, sleepy the entire I, – I, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go it home and go to bed. Day. It ruins God, the can't. day, I think, for me. I don't, I don't understand people – yeah, if you can maintain, if you can, we go we go down to Tuscaloosa for a football game. We're downtown, and Looney wants to go into a bar. My brother in law wants to go into a bar, and so we start having a cocktail or two. Well, now we've got a game we got to go to. Exactly. It's oh, but so if you stop, you're dead. So you have to tone it down and try to. It's just no, yeah. I hate it. I hate day drinking. I hate. I I totally it. agree with you. The whole thing with with drinking before the game, I I just never got. Mm-mm. You know, they sell beer in the stadium, right? 
you can get some wine. And you got to get up and ask somebody to let you walk by them over and uh, over and over. um, How much is that beer in the stadium? That's the thing. That is is a very good point, actually. That is no poor. Ain't no poor drunks. Ain't no poor drunks. That's right. That's right. It's ten dollars. This woman says, "Millennials love that damn portrait mode." Man, just give me my phone back. They do like like to take pictures. I like using I, that too. I, I, I like the portrait mode. Oh my gosh! What's the appeal? I don't use it. I well, the appeal. It, it looks. It looks makes the picture look so riveting. It looks really? professional because what yes, you do it is does. because it's in focus up close yeah. and the back yeah. of it is soft. So it looks I'll like send a you professional. a picture, Bob, of my beautiful yeah. dog in portrait mode. It's un. Yeah. Well, actually, I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Yeah. Okay, so there's the uh, millennials. You gotta save, love Bob. them. They're good save. I do want to see the dog. Thank you. I did want to. I really don't, but I wanted to see that I did. So it looked like I didn't really want to. We gotta love the millennials. They're gonna be running the world. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone needs a laugh. Is sponsored by Coles. Shop Coles and Coles.com today. Here is Todd Thomas. That's why I appreciate the way we grew up, man. Because we had to figure stuff out. Right. We are functional adults. My mother hit me every day, but I turned out okay. I have never hit either of my daughters ever. They are gonna live with me for the rest of their lives. I know this. <laughs> But when we were kids, we had to figure stuff out, right? Because we had to go out into the world and play and make up games. And our games were violent. (laughs) If you didn't get hurt, you were not playing. (laughs) We had a game called uh, Red Rover. (laughs) Red Rover is a game in which you willingly ran to a wall of people and clotheslined yourself. for the whole neighborhood. Red Rover, Red Rover, we call Todd over. Did I win? Did I win? Did I win? Oh, I'm going to see now. Okay, I got it. And if it wasn't that, it was Tag. Tag was the ultimate game of survival of the fittest. The whole point of this game was to not get it. Whatever it was, you didn't want it. And the only way to avoid getting it was by getting to a place called safe. And safe was generally the most unsafe place on the playground. It was like a stop sign or a steel bench. And why did every game of tag turn to a scene from Friday the 13th? You'd be hiding in your own spot. The kid that was it will come looking for you. (laughs) And from there, you would get into the mad dash for safe. You both be laughing hysterically for I don't know what reason. I got you, I got you. Yeah, I got you. And when the kid tagged you, he wouldn't just, no. 
he would reach up to Salt Lake. <laughs> and smack you with the hand of Zeus. <laughs> and you would go down like Willem Dafoe in Platoon. <laughs> you can't catch. Helicopter will fly by. <laughs> and as your face slid across the pavement and the blood trickled down into your eye, all the kids will look at you and go like, man, I think he's got to go to the hospital. Then my buddy will pop out and be like, he has got to go to the hospital. He gets to go to the hospital. <laughs> we were tough, man. We had actual playgrounds. Have you seen a playground lately? It's three feet high. It's all made of plastic. 10 pounds of sawdust in case your idiot kid falls down. <laughs> we didn't have this nonsense growing up. You remember our playgrounds? It was a proverbial circus of death. <laughs> the merry-go-round was a 10-foot manhole cover with nothing to hang on to but metal bars that some chubby kid named Bubba whipped you around till you flew off. <laughs> And you fly off and bang your head against the monkey bars. And the monkey bars were made of iron and spike. And what was underneath the monkey bars? It wasn't sawdust, it was gravel. And I'm not talking little bits of gravel, I'm talking big shards of brick and rubble and broken glass and syringes and a pit bull named Sanchez running around the bottom of each of them. We had the tornado slide, which was 10,000 feet high. And it was made of aluminum, so that it harnessed the power of the sun. You actually cooked your butt when you slid down a tornado slide. You would go screeching down this thing, Mach 3, little jean shorts. Right, those metal slides were like the surface of the sun. There's no way, two ways about it. Oh, that was funny. That was Todd Thomas right here with Bob and Sherry. Catch all the comedians every day that we uh, present them, and then go to bobandsherry.com and you can find a list of uh, their stuff. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. You know, I don't know how much bigger cruise ships are going to get. Yeah. Royal Caribbean has got a brand new one, the Icon of the Seas. Uh-huh. It is due to set sail from Miami, Florida on January the 27th. The enormous 20-deck high vessel has a capacity for up to 5,610 guests, 2,350 crew members. It will arrive in Miami Later on, a couple of weeks, I guess, from now, it took 900 days to build, and it holds the title of the world's largest cruise ship. Now, Hmm. Wonder of the Seas, another vessel in the Royal Caribbean fleet, which measures 1,188 feet, and it had 18 decks. No, no, no. 
we're now we've moved up beyond that deal. And think about this: a Nimitz class aircraft carrier is only a thousand and ninety-two feet. But they don't have a water slide, so I guess it's all the same. But the the, the Nimitz listen, is about yes. the same size as yes, this ship. as a cruise wow. ship. Cru- cruisers will be able to enjoy exciting features, including the world's largest water park at sea, eight different neighborhoods on the ship, 40 or so different bars, and all kinds of dining options. It will be the home of the world's first suspended infinity pool at sea. Uh, Chili Island will hold four of the ship's seven pools and an adults-only zone. Thrill Island will feature a ropes course thrill ride that allows guests to swing out 154 feet above the ocean as you're going on the trip. And they also got the Flow Rider Wave Simulator. Listen, this is nuts. But boy, it sure sounds like a lot of fun, though. Oh, my God. So Why don't you just go to Dollywood? Up. You know, the only difference is there's there's water out there. Other than that, it's yeah. like you're Yeah, in you're a not town, going to drown you know? in Dollywood. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> this is Bob and Sherry. Use the Talk Back feature, Talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. Do you have sticker shock from an unexpected bill? Go to bobandsherry.com and tell us about a bill you've received that shocked you. We're selecting four winners to pay their bill on their behalf. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Well, welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show. If you're just joining us, Sherry uh, is taking care of her husband, uh, Kevin, who had a minor surgery today. And, of course, you have to have someone with you. And she wants to be able to drive him home and tuck him in. So she'll be joining us when she can a little bit later on, hopefully. So he's he's going to be just fine. But we'd like to uh, bring on some of our listeners. We just love to hear from you all. You can call 844-52-SHERRY, S-H-E-R-I. 844-52-SHERRY, or go to wherever you get your apps, get the Bob and Sherry app, hit that little microphone, and tell us what's going on in your life or your thoughts. And here we go. Okay, so I'm listening to the show, and FYI, I am a huge fan and have been listening since I was like my, at my first job at Bank of America, and I was maybe 19 years old. But anyway, um I was listening and Bob's talking about how somebody asked him how much he weighs and if they could pick him up in the closet. I just had to clean out my closet because I am uh, packing up to move from South Carolina to Pennsylvania. Um, And God, it's so, so much. But my closet is seriously um, like the history of Katie. So it's got um, the favorite shorts from high school. It's got... (laughs) true it's got um some of my baby outfits like that i wore in like 79 and 80 when i was a baby um it's got yeah like i said a a couple things from high school it's got my prom dress my graduation dress and we weren't allowed to have a prom because i went to a christian school um and so we had a formal but it's got my formal dress um there was no dancing it's got uh my wedding dress it's got the bridesmaid's dress i wore to my husband's sister's wedding um it's got that outfit i wore when he when he proposed i mean it's just got yeah and let me tell you there were tears there were tears because i can't move everything up to pennsylvania so um a i would never ask bob his weight because i'm not interested in picking him up 
Um, <laughs> and because I'm damn sure that I outweigh Bob by like 200 pounds. Um, probably not. Like, honestly, I probably outweigh Bob by like 20 pounds. <laughs> Is she gone? She's gone. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to remind me periodically to never talk about my weight. I thought my weight was okay. It is not okay, evidently, to talk about my weight. Oi vey. The last uh, that makes me shudder. What's amazing is that she had. She she has clothes from when she was in high school. She has clothes from when she was a baby. You would think her parents would have thrown the baby clothes out. I know. I mean, You're it's right. it's it's almost like clothing hoarding because I can't think that I own anything that's more than ten years old, and that's maybe a suit and maybe some, you know, dress shoes that I don't wear very often. How about you, Lamar? What's the oldest thing you have in your closet? I've probably got, I've got a couple of shirts that that I've just have refused to get rid of. I just like them. Don't wear them that often, but I just like them. And they're in the back of the closet. So I'm going to say probably 12, probably 12 years. But other than that, no, I don't keep it. I've I've got some stuff that goes back probably 20 years. I've got uh, Landon. Well, it wasn't 20 years ago, but I've got a Wake Forest uh, sweatshirt because Landon went to college there. I think one of the oldest things I actually have is the suit I got married to marry in. I oh. still it was a linen suit. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful suit. Yeah. yeah Thank it you. Was. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was made by a guy in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. He was uh, a tailor and and uh, was a listener and he made me the suit and uh, obviously I'm never going to get rid of that. Beyond that, I can't think of maybe I have this they're called CPO shirts. Um yeah, it's a dark, dark blue, heavy sort of uh, shirt you could wear as a jacket. I got it from LL Bean. I think it was like twenty two dollars, yep. and I think I, I swear I think I've had that twenty five years. But that's about it. There is nothing from uh, my childhood that is left, except for maybe three pictures. That's pretty much it. But yeah. talking about old clothing, once in a while. I'll find somebody who will do a post and it'll be this. This is my uncle Earl from his high school graduation party or something like that. And Earl graduated in the seventies and he has on a shirt that is um, like an explosion of the universe. And then he has plaid pants to go with the shirt and shoes that have uh, platforms Men looks oh. don't you don't you agree the, the, men looked the most ridiculous in the 1970s Oh yeah I had the platform shoes buddy oh buddy I'll tell I you I'll tell you who's a clothes order Susanna Hoffs of the Bengals Is she, that right So so yes but here's the thing she'll show you a TV appearance or a music video she wore a dress then she models it she can still wear it she's 65 years old and she's no still, kidding. She still can wear the same clothes she was wearing when she was in her 20s. But can't she walk oh, like an Egyptian still? <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. All right. Lamar has said, let's get some more of the listeners on. He wants to hear from more listeners <laughs> to here hear today. Him. Love to hear him. Yeah. 844-52-SHERRY is the number to call 24 hours a day or go to wherever you get your apps. Get the Bob and Sherry app, hit that microphone, and we will put you on the air to hear what you have to say. Let's go. 
I think you just blew my mind, Bob. Are you telling me that clam strips and, like, clam, what you call bellies, they're two different things? Like, is it just a different part of the whole clam? I don't know. I'm just confused now. Um, I've had, I think, both of them. I don't know. I've never really heard of clam bellies, but I'm guessing that's just, like, the plumpier part. Um, but what are clam strips made of? Like, yeah. Can you please help me? Thank you. Bye. No one knows what clam strips are made out of <laughs> when, you, when you get right down to it. But clam bellies, or she's right. The clam is, is what you, you know, when you see a clam, that, that round, juicy-looking part, that's the clam belly. But somewhere along the way in this country, some evil person said, you know, there's another part of the clam. It's kind of stringy. And that's, they throw that away, probably. Let's, let's fry that up and put it in a hot dog bun and charge somebody like $7 for a, for a clam strip. We'll call it a clam strip. And we'll give, and you know, they, half of these people won't even know. Um, there was, there was when I was, oh my God, probably five years old, a restaurant called Howard Johnson's. I think there's maybe a few left. And that's what they were famous for clam strips. So you'd be driving along, you know, on a family trip, and my old man would say, all right, we're going to get some uh, clam rolls over here. And we get those strips, and there was always something missing. The clam bellies are what you want. A juicy, plump clam, like five to ten of them in a toasted hot dog bun. That is really good eating. But the strips, stay away from that. Bob, can I, can I speak for Lamar and myself here? As long yes. as it's breaded and deep fried, I don't care what it is. Mm. I, yep. I think that's Howard Johnson's. That's that was their attitude. These people will eat and anything. It's got to come right, with mayonnaise. We've, we've, we've gotta got to come with mayonnaise. All right, we've got another one uh, now. Right. Now, so we had. I'm going to replay this. We had this woman yes. that said that Lamar needed to try something. So I'm going to replay the message, and then Lamar did try this. Hello, Lamar. Okay. I have a thing for you to test and evaluate. My family's version of BLT, which is simply bacon, lettuce tomato, and Jeff peanut butter on toast. Honestly, I didn't even know until I was an adult and ordered a BLT at a restaurant that most people use mayonnaise. They even know that people didn't use peanut butter. So I just want you to try a BLT with peanut butter. And Bob, Sherry, Lamar, great show. Thanks. Did you try it? <sighs> yes, I did. Now, the only reason that I tried it is because she used the word Jif peanut butter. Had she said mm -hmm. anything else wow. but real peanut butter, I wouldn't have done this. But what I did was I cooked me four or five strips of Wright's bacon, got it just dead on the money. I take two pieces of bread. I dropped them in the toaster. I got the peanut butter out. Toast pops up. I put the peanut butter on the toast. Now, I've also got a jar of mayonnaise and two extra pieces of bread over here in case this thing goes wrong, in case of an emergency. If this thing you goes wrong, we can abort. We can abort. We can abort. Yeah, That's right. Save That's the right. bacon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what I did was I laid the tomato down on the peanut butter. Then I put the bacon on top of the tomato. Then I put, and I salt and pepper it, of course. Then I put the lettuce on top of the bacon so it was away from the peanut butter in case it went bad. You've got to be prepared for an emergency. You know, you've oh, got yeah. safety first when it comes to making yeah. a BLT. Mm -hmm. Let me go ahead and say, oh, my gosh. 
That you really I, like I promise it. you, I will eat a BLT with peanut butter every chance I get. It Jeff, was ridiculously excellent. Jeff, Jeff, I told you. I don't know I who come up with this. Story. I've never heard this in my entire life. I don't. She must live in the corner of somewhere where no. Whoever come up with this is a genius. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Are you are you willing to try it with chicken now? Like a chicken yes. breast? Yes. With peanut I, I, butter. I, there's a whole new world has opened up to me. A whole new good. world that I didn't really need to know existed has opened up to me. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Thanks to our listeners out there. Once again, 844-52-SHERRY. That's the number to leave something on. Anything on your mind, we want to hear from you. Or get the Bob and Sherry app and do it that way. This is Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by BritBox. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this I could not believe what I read about the Golden Globe Awards that just happened. The and I, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you what blew my mind about it and see if it does the same thing to you. First of all, the Golden Globes were hosted by a very respected comedian whose name is Joe Coy. Uh, he did not go over well. He said that he had no time. He had ten days of a heads up prior to uh, getting the nod to host the Golden Globes. It's a big deal for a comedian. And he said it's the toughest room you can work because they're all celebrities. And in case you don't know, if you're a civilian, celebrities are the worst people in the world to laugh, to get a laugh out of, especially if it's directed toward, you know, one of their projects, right? They're just, it's a very, very difficult house. They've heard everything. Anyway, I'll tell you what blew my mind in just a moment, but let's hear a little bit of Joe Coy and a joke that did not go over. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. And uh, it bombed. The joke bombed. They took a tight shot of Taylor Swift, and she was not amused. And she's pretty good at working a crowd. But she heard that and not amused because you do not get into the relationship that she has with her man right now, making fun of it. So anyway, he, he really, really struggled. But what blew my mind and why it's in this feature this morning is there was a review the next day, and I read it, and what popped out at me was the total audience for the Golden Globes was about 9.5 million people. How many people do we have in America? 300 million plus, right? Nine, nine million. It's so weighed down from what it used to be it lost it's been losing respect the last few years the audience people like you and me are not oh it's the golden globe so i'm gonna see you can see a celebrity anywhere it had some problems and it's no longer part of the foreign press corps it was bought by dick clark productions and they're the ones that do the golden globes now because there was um, i can't remember what the issue was i think it was a diversity issue that they were having with the golden globes and so, right. and I think that the, the shine was off of it. And now yeah. I think there's a little bit of shine back. But I was shocked, like you, that there were that many people watching it, really. Nine and a half million people out of 300 million plus. I think we, we, I think we have like 325 million people in America right now. Um, that's, not, that's not a big number. That's, people, I think, are saying, 
I see celebrities all the time. You know, when I turn my computer on with my news feed all the time, it used to be a really big deal, especially with the Academy Awards, where you would see celebrities out in the wild. And yeah, they were dressed up and it was very formal and you had, you know, the red carpet and all of that. I think that a lot of that is just gone. What do you, what do you guys think? I, I think the all has has sort of rubbed off a little bit. You know, it's and you can like I like you say all the social media, you can see all you want to see of any, you know, any stars or whatever. You right. you we're bombarded with it. We're bombarded right. with it constantly. It used and you to can be see when, it the next know, day. You can see it the yes. next day, whereas when, when we were kids, let's say it's the Academy Awards, if you missed it, that was it, you know? you There, there was yeah. no recap on your favorite cable show or, or the internet. That didn't even exist. And think about this. We think about this. Old. Not only can you stream it, you can DVR it or whatever, and you don't have to yeah. spend the time. Then if what you hear is, oh, my gosh, you should have seen this on the Golden Globes, you can you can go back and watch just the highlights and catch what you yeah. you know what I'm saying. So yeah. really and truly, you can pick and choose. You don't have to be sitting there every moment. You can wait and see what everybody says about it. Then are if we everybody less, says it's something, you know, you need to hear. You need to hear. Are are we less impressed with celebrities these days? Yes, I yes. think we are. Yes, I do. I think that when you would see a celebrity on an, a, a Golden Globe or a uh, any kind of an award show it was kind of, you know, oh, wow, man, that guy is yeah. good looking or look at the dress she's got on. It's just not it's not that big a deal. There are so first of all, there are so many of these award shows, the Grammys, yeah. Dick Clark's yes. uh, version of the Grammys. Then you got, you know, the celebrations for um, New Year's Eve. I mean, they just go on and on and on. So they're not they're not as cool as they used to be. The times they are changing with these shows. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I read this article about why women break up with men that they're dating. And, you know, the usual reasons are there. They're not trustworthy. They're um, not really very complimentary. They're rude to relatives or whatever, you know, the big ones like that. But there are some ick reasons. They're calling them ick reasons why women will break up with you. One of them is dirty fingernails. And the other one is putting on a baby voice. Like you're on the couch over at her house and you go, Bobby needs some attention right now because he feels like he's being ignored. Bobby needs some cuddles. Can Bobby have Bob, a I'm sorry. I'm going to have to break up with you, Bob. I'm going to have to break up with you. <laughs> Tell me. I can no are. longer tolerate that. Baby. I know. I cannot I know it. it. <laughs> and and I'm not very good at doing it. I mean, I can do it with, with Finn a little bit. Come here. Who's my little man here? You know, kind of grub That's a different, different. Voice. That's a different that deal. That is a different deal. Don't you agree? <laughs> yes. Did, oh, God, yeah. Uh, Bob, you know what's worse than that? To witness a man and a woman who are both in agreement that that's okay and they do it to each other. Ah! Oh, 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 yeah. Oh. That couple, I've seen them. They have matching Winnie the Pooh sweatshirts yes. on that they got at Disney. Oh, my yes. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but honestly, as a man, why in the world would you think if you're, you know, starting to date someone by going like, ooh, I'd like no. to cuddle and be cozy-wozy. No. No. 
buddy, did you ever see a James Bond movie? Did you, did you ever see Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford never talked like that. Hey, and hey, the Bob, women Bob, love him. When, you, when you do that, you sound just like Adam Sandler. You really do. <laughs> that, oh, that's that's back. Yeah. You take it back. <laughs> you sound take like Adam back. Sandler. <laughs> take that back. Like, ooh. Do it again, Bob. Do it again. <laughs> I, will, I will never do it again. Never. <laughs> 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 Adam it's Bob and Sherry. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. Do you guys want to take a little test to see whether or not you're emotionally secure uh, men? Would you like to do that? Yes. Would you? Would you? Absolutely. Would you? Uh, Sherry, no. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. I want a and test. Lam- I want a test. I want a test. Lamar's just saying so, that to be polite. But go ahead. So, go ahead. So Doc is pretending he can't. Doc's pretending he can't hear us. Max and Bob are a no. Lamar is an enthusiastic yes. All right. So here we go. Here's the first question. Can you listen to different perspectives you disagree with without getting all reactive and aggressive and going into battle? I can now. I can now. Yeah. But I used to to challenge stuff that I thought was BS. But, you know, these days, um, everybody's got a gun. I'm, I'm not arguing with anybody. So you can you can well, do this. That's not quite the same. But no. it's fear. You're yeah. doing it under duress. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. I guess what it's saying is can you sit and listen to it in sort of a calm yes. way? Not I'd shoot to you an if I could. I'd shoot you if I could. To an unarmed okay, man, so, would you just sit and listen? Yeah, because I've trained myself that that's the thing to do. Because we're so torn <laughs> apart in this country that you're going to come upon it. And, you know, I just do, I don't have, I don't have the interest or the energy uh, to start arguing with somebody who I can't change their mind. And if, if I, I can't change their mind, they can't change my mind. And so let's just smile at each other and go over to the meatball section. So let me, let me get, let me get a consultation here because I feel that he can only get half credit for that answer. Agree, yeah, disagree. It can't. It's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah okay. Can't, yeah. Half credit. Half credit for that answer. Okay. Yeah, number two. Half credit. Wait. You're can talking you about s- me? Why do I? Why do yeah. I only get oh, half yeah. credit? Why Tell do I why get half you credit? You're going to get shot. You're afraid you're going to get shot. Just stop. That should get full you're, credit. No, nah, you're because <laughs> you're not. This is about emotional security, and you're you're not yeah. being reactive and combative just because you don't want to get beat up. Not yeah. you see like. Hey, you're getting half credit, mister. That's more than you get a lot of days, okay? You're getting half credit. Go ahead. Um, ahead. Number two, can you set healthy boundaries? Meaning, can you set limits based on your own values about how you want to be treated and how you will respond if you are not treated that way? No, I'm a people pleaser. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm trying so hard, and I'm having such a hard time with it. We all failed at that one. Number three, can you admit when you're wrong? I think, Bob, you yes. get a full point for this. Yeah, you get a full point. I think point. Yes. so, too. Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of practice. If you, admit you, if you were admit you were wrong on the first question, you can. Right. <laughs> well, I was not wrong in the first question, and I'm still See, there kind of ticked off there that I go. only got a there half credit. Go. Yeah. Okay, I've three quarters a lot. credit I can for say this I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, 
Are, do you know your own core values and beliefs? And are you able to communicate them in a respectful way, even when the person yep. you're talking to strongly and loudly disagrees with you? Yes. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Do I know my core values? Mm-hmm. And can you when, communicate when some, them just in one a part respectful of the question. way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because I, else I've trained is, myself. Yeah. I've trained myself not to get into an argument with uh, a, you know, a jerk who doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> this is the about. the second time you've grown. I've trained myself. It's like you went out there I've one day and went out to a field. I worked at it. I, I have. I wore athletic shoes. I, I trained myself. I No, I mentally oh, yes, have trained up. myself. Yes, grasshopper. No. <laughs> mentally, I knew I didn't want to take this test at the top, okay? <laughs> Half points, three-quarter points. I can't That's train fair. myself. You really didn't. Can't win. Really you've got already a, you've already got one and a quarter point. So keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. Yeah. Hey. Hey. That's not nothing. You got one and a quarter. That's right. All right. Can you right. express negative emotions respectfully in a conflict? Yes. Yes, I can. I think, especially I if think I'm talking you, to Bob because he's scared to say anything. Well, Bob's better at this now <laughs> than he was. I mean, I trained myself. He trained himself. He trained himself. (laughs) Listen, early in the Bob and Sherry, uh, early in the Bob and Sherry show history, um, if Bob wasn't Mm. appreciating something that was happening at a meeting, he would say something constructive like, how about you get out of my studio? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And you know what? That person is no longer in radio. And here I am. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next question. Can you take criticism without um, becoming angry and lashing out? Yes. Man, in this job, you get used to it, right, Lamar? You get used yep, to it. Yep, no problem. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. Are you continually striving, Bob, to change and grow? No. <laughs> He's given up. You've really, given up I, on I'm your just training? Gonna... Are you not going to train huh? yourself to strive and grow? There's only so much training I can get. You know, I got to deal with the stuff that's dangerous first. Growth. Oh, it's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Nominate a teacher who you think deserves to spend this year's summer vacation relaxing in Florida. Go to bobandsherry.com to nominate them and tell us why. Every week we choose a winner to receive Bob and Sherry swag and they're nominated for the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida. A three-night vacation for two this summer to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. And they're going to join us for a live recording of the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Nominate your teacher at bobandsherry.com. If you got a link that said, what are these surprising facts about awful people? You'd click on it. Am I right? Because I clicked on Mm -hmm. that. That is exactly the sort of thing I'm going to be clicking on. Do you know that back in the 90s, in 1997, Saddam Hussein started a program designed to help illiterate people in his country learn to read? Because he thought that illiteracy was a terrible thing, that no human being should be denied access to books. That is a surprising fact about an awful person. Had you ever heard that? That is surprising. Yeah, I have never heard that before. But I I think he was probably saying, hey, you know, out here in the desert, we got to be making some stuff pretty soon. There's only so much oil to go around, right? So he probably figured economically it would help him. 
Here's one about Napoleon. Um, we, we talked a lot about Napoleon before the holidays because Lamar went and reviewed the movie starring Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and was kind of underwhelmed by it. But everywhere Napoleon um, went, his nickname was the Little Dictator, although from what you hear, there's some extra syllables in there. <laughs> anyway, anytime he conquered a place, like whether it was Portugal or Italy or Spain, he imposed on the conquered people the Napoleonic Code which sounds aggressive, except it was the first modern code of law, and it was about reason and equality and freedom. And it was that that inspired not just a handful, but dozens of countries in Europe and elsewhere to um, create legal systems based on justice and equality. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that this... Is. This is probably the nicest thing that can be said about Hitler. And no, it's not that he liked dogs. Apparently, he had beautiful, perfect handwriting. I've never, in all of my time on the History Channel, have never stumbled across that one. How about you? I haven't seen that either. He was not a very good artist, but he was an artist. So maybe that flowed into his handwriting. I I just can't give that. SOB, any credit for anything. Any, I, these people who collect Hitler items, I don't yeah, get I that. Don't get you talk that about either. bad vibes. Good heavens. Do you know what? You just meant uh, literacy. Um, at one point, the most literate people in the world were Hawaiians. Uh, the king of Hawaii wanted every Hawaiian to be able to read and write. This is back in the early, I think the early 1800s, so right around Napoleon's time. 90% of Hawaiians at that point were literate. 90% back then. Is, that is so impressive. You know, where, you know where they are today? It's the second lowest form, um, number of literacy. Um, I don't know how to put this. The second capita, lowest whatever. literacy rate uh, in the United States. Is in Hawaii, even Is still. Is in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, this one, I can't believe that you don't know this, Bob. Um, so Kim Jong II, that's the late father of, I guess, Kim, Kim Jong Il and the grandfather of Kim Jong Un. Um, right. Anyway, in addition to, you know, uh, being like the dictator of North Korea during his time, he, mm-hmm. he wrote operas. He wrote six different operas, and one of them has been staged more than 1,500 times. And he has a book called The Art of Opera that you can buy right now on Amazon. Never knew it. How about you? Yes. I never knew it either. That's unbelievable. But if you're Kim Jong-il and you wrote an opera, who's the critic that says it sucks? You know, that thing is going to get produced, right? You're going to have some produced operas. Did you know that Stalin, before he became a murderous, bloodthirsty, insane, deranged, evil dictator, was actually a poet who had a pen name and he published books of poetry? No, I did not know this. Never knew any of that. Um, The Son of Sam? The David Berkowitz, the serial killer, mm-hmm. when he went to prison, um, he found God and he became a Christian. He's been eligible for parole since 2002. But according to this, he has never 
applied to be paroled because he feels he's where he's supposed to be after the wow. things that he's done. I have never heard anyone say that or anything I've like never, that that was a monster no. like that. I have never heard any of these. And listen, look at this. We've got, look at these dictators, these people that oppress and choke the lifeblood out of entire societies. They have nice mm-hmm. handwriting. They write poems. Mm-hmm. They write operas. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's like human beings, man. Very complex and mysterious yeah. creatures. Yeah. It's Bob yeah. and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. I saw this uh, article online a few days ago about one way to fight your smartphone addiction. And it's really, really simple. And you could do it right now in about 10 seconds. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Mm -hmm. Take your phone and uh, whether it's your iPhone or your Google or phone or whatever, your Android. Um, Take your phone, which is so bright and colorful and appealing, and go into the settings and um, turn it grayscale so that everything's in black and white and nothing's in color. Oh, come on. Yeah. That triggers subconsciously something that's not as appealing? It's not as appealing. and You know, it does make sense, though. it, It works this way. I mean, you have to want, like, my daughter is not interested in not being on her phone. I could turn it black and white and have it shoot poison gas at her and she's still going to check her Instagram. Okay? <laughs> right, right, right. But if you want, if you're actively trying to pick your phone up less, they say that turning it to uh, gray, and it's really simple to do on your iPhones. It's in settings, general mm-hmm. accessibility, color filters. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. You can Google how to do that. If you turn it to gray, it does make it less appealing. So if you've said to yourself, I'm going to use my iPhone only for like basic functions. I'm going to make calls on it. I'm going to send a text. I'll check my email. Right. Because sometimes what happens, and this probably doesn't happen to you because you're not as addicted to your phone as I am or as your wife is. You go, all right, I'm going to answer that email now. And then after the answer, the email, you check Facebook, Mm -hmm. you check Instagram, Mm -hmm. and maybe you play a quick round or two of two dots and then you get on with your day. Mm -hmm. They say that part of what this colorful, this rainbow riot of cartoon colors it's designed to appeal to our our brains. And it's, it shows that you don't change from childhood all that much. It's you, delicious looking. When was the last time you walked down the cereal aisle of a supermarket? That was the analogy they used. Are you kidding me? Nope. Yeah. All the boxes are just, they're crazy know, looking cartoons in bright colors. You know what they primary said? Primary colors. The more unhealthy the cereal, the brighter colored <laughs> and more playful the box. I believe it. Think about it. When was the last time you saw a box of mueslicks with a toucan on it, you know, with a hat? Like, you don't, No, you right? s- you see like a field of oats or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right. So, that makes sense, doesn't it? it well, that's just it. It makes sense. Now, I accidentally grayed out my phone because you can, if you double tap, you'll get a thing uh, that'll let you turn the color off. I accidentally grayed out my phone a couple of weeks ago and I mm-hmm. knew how to fix it. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh God, this looks like this looks like some dull Soviet artifact. Yeah, that's just what I thought. From the Goom Bleak. store. Let yeah. me see how long I can stand this. You know yeah. what? I, it turned out I could stand it for about a half an hour. You're yeah. doing that in accessibility? Is that where you're doing yeah, that? Yeah, tap general. Yeah, right? got that. And then um, accessibility. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, there's a thing down here. Display accommodation? Yeah. And then one of those should give you the, the, um, okay. the color switch. 
I'm surprised they even have oh, that okay. on there. Okay, color filters. There you okay. go. I'm surprised they have it oh, on there. Oh, that's... Show Bob see. your let phone. Me, let me see it. Oh, it is Russia. It's so unappealing, isn't it? In January. It really is. Yes. You, you know what? It's, it's intimidating looking. Now, here's a thought. Um, if you've got little kids that are always badgering you for your iPad... Maybe gray out your iPad. Although mm-hmm. my guess is is that the average 13-month-old baby knows more about your iPad than you do. That's the thing. Um, they'll figure they'll it out. They'll figure it out. But that would be an interesting experiment to yeah. try. I, I wonder how many people would do that. What What was it about looking at the gray screen that wouldn't allow you to keep it? It, was, um, it wasn't just that it was dull and lifeless. It was aggressively dull and lifeless. That's what I saw. It yeah. agitated me. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's let the thing. Bob hold your phone for a minute. All here. right, hang on a second. Here. Let me go back to it. Gray it out but, and let Bob have your phone. Because the thing about this is, it it makes me a little panicky. Yes. I mean, I, I you know I what it looks to say that you know what it looks like to me. It looks like uh, Soviet Union architecture. My phone with the color on, it mm-hmm. looks like a handful of Skittles and M&Ms, man. That's exactly what it looks so like. so bright and appealing. Does that not look like the old Soviet Union? What about that? Everything's equal. Your eye isn't pulled to anything. What about that is appealing? It's not friendly. It's not welcoming. It was, it, Max, it, does, it was you know, agitating for you know, me. Does, you know what? It doesn't seem like it's your friend when it's all gray. No. No. I, I hate admitting that my, what my reaction, well, I hate admitting that I'm addicted to this thing, and I am. I mean, I just. But are you really? But I it was am. A, I, hate, I know this one I, is. I hate that a I am. Physical reaction, wasn't it? But this. But when I look at this. It's like there's a little voice in my head that goes, "Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong." Yeah. When I looked at my grayed out phone, because I have the iPhone Plus, so it's roughly the size of a shoebox, right? <laughs> it's a big phone. I drop it all the time because it's so big. Mm-hmm. When I looked at that grayed out phone, mm-hmm. I was like. At two, Brutus? Mm-hmm. I felt like my friend had just betrayed me. It looks like something created by a fascist government. Awful. Yeah. But. But if you're addicted to it and you got to force yourself to do something, boy, that's a good start right and there. And you're trying. I mean, listen yeah. to Max. It's, Max like, threw it down in disgust like it was a cockroach. Like, he didn't like, want any of it. Sometimes I'll see something come on. This game, you need it. It's addicting. And I'm like, ah! No, I don't need one more thing to be addicted to. I know. The other day, Mary and I went out to this restaurant. We were sitting there. It was the middle of the day. We are going to have lunch. And she was on her phone doing something. And she wasn't talking to me because she had to get it done. And I pulled mine out. And I, all of a sudden, I said, I've become. We're those people. We're those people, that couple that don't talk. We're those Just people. look at their phone. I put it right away. Just started telling her things that, you know, she didn't really want to hear. But at least you were but talking. we were talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. There's on the Bob and Sherry show very often some pretty random stuff. I give you now the most random thing that I've ever brought up on the show. Okay. This is okay. so random. Most so random. out of the blue. So the other day, I'm online, I've got my little Apple news feed, and it's something like, I don't know, House Committee to Formally Begin Charges, the Supreme Court Arguments, uh, Hamas Deputy Leader Assassinated, the Most Mysterious Cells in Our Bodies, Fuzzy Dice, Now Legal in Illinois. (laughs) When were they (laughs) They have been illegal in Illinois for like uh, decades. 
They said, no fuzzy dice in the land of Lincoln. Well, the legislature has gotten together and they said, you know, we need to readdress this and take into consideration the fuzzy dice community, right? They would like to have their fuzzy dice hanging from the rear view mirror of their car. And by God, you can do that now in Illinois. And I think a round of applause is deserving to the legislatures there. I haven't seen any fuzzy Good dice. I'm sure you can get so. them online. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen them. But as a kid, I, I remember I was like seven or eight years yes. old. And there were a couple of guys in town. My father would pull up next to them. And I'd look over and I'd see these big pair of fuzzy dice. And he he always he always had a, a crack. He always thought, look at this jerk over here. He was anti-fuzzy dice. I never knew what the fuzzy dice... Was that a message it was sending out to the ladies? That you're a player? Because you got red fuzzy dice hanging from your rearview mirror? Y'all, y'all are dudes. You got to tell me. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was something you're like, hey, check boy? me out. You're a, I'm a bad boy. Y'all like bad boys. Fuzzy dice. I'm thinking of getting some fuzzy dice. Just to see what the You know what? That's what's missing in your Toyota Avalon, sir. Right there. Yes. You're darn right. (laughs) That'd that'd be a first. That's right. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.